I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Weight Loss Podcast. I am Courtney, as always, and next to me is my husband, Matt. As always. As always. And today, our topic is why weight? Putting the scales away to lose more. What do we mean by that? We mean weighing ourselves, basically. So this topic is all going to be about the scales and do we or do we not weigh ourselves? You mean the scales and why they're everything that define my success or failure? That's the one. So if I haven't lost 200 grams tomorrow morning when I wake up, I've failed and I should stop? Yeah, they're the scales, yeah. Is that what we're talking about? That's what we're talking about. Because I've weighed myself 10 times so far this morning <laughs> and I've lost and gained weight, so I've succeeded and failed. Pretty much, yeah. Am I, am I on the right track? Yeah, you're on the right track. <laughs> so they, that is exactly what we're going to be talking about. We're talking about the scales in terms of weighing yourselves. I, I get this question asked of me a lot, especially when... When a lot of people see my before and after photos, a lot of people will automatically say to me, oh, how much weight have you lost? And I'm actually not bullshitting when I say to people, I have no idea. Like I literally don't know because I actually don't know what weight I was when I started. I did not weigh myself. I I have an educated guess because I did go through phases of weighing myself prior to me meeting Matt and really starting so I can take an educated guess of around about what what um, weight I was when I started and I can give an educated guess as to what I am now. But generally speaking, I have absolutely no idea how much weight I've lost and it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. And I'm the same as Courtney in that it's the, the, the biggest obsession that people I've worked with have had to deal with for myself It was a gigantic obsession when I was younger, where I would weigh myself every single day, and all it would do was my head in, Mm. and I tend to notice that with the people that I have worked with, the numbers on the scales can do their head in. Chances are, you listening to this, it has probably done your head in at least five, six, seven thousand times (laughs) prior to now, and I think that it's a problem that is exacerbated by the weight loss industry in that it likes to throw numbers at people Yeah. in terms of, hey, check out Mary. She's lost 48 kilos in the past 28 days on my fantastic detox challenge. You can too. (laughs) And so it's going to put in people's heads the idea of, oh, well, I can lose that number as well and I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Except... I've seen quite a number of times where people have come close to what they consider, quote unquote, their goal weight, but still haven't been happy. Mm. Yeah. Why is that? Well, because it's about the look, not about the number. Yes. It's about the image that we all want in our heads is what we dream of. No one ever sits in 
in bed and really thinks dreaming of, oh, yep, I definitely want to be 57 kilos. 57 kilos. I call that my left leg. Well, I mean, I just picked a random number, but yes. you know what I mean. No one ever sits there and thinks, yes, I want to be this this amount of kilos. People sit there dreaming of the image, the visual image of what they see their goal to be, their goal self to be. And they associate that visual image with the number. Yes. Yet it doesn't always work out that way. So we have we have an obsession with numbers that is primarily caused by the the weight loss industry in general that is then passed on to the people that spend well shit tons of money mm. in it on diets, personal trainers, gym memberships, you name it. And it's at the stage where well, often people will dictate, well, they, they will have the number that will dictate their success or failure mm. in what they're doing. So you may have someone that hasn't reached what they believe to be their goal weight and they consider it a failure, even though there's a pretty good chance they're going to look better. Mm. Yep. So what, what are we really focusing on here? So I tend to find that people's obsession with the numbers and the way that is meant to define success or failure, you start playing mind games with yourself. Yeah. And that's where you start to get people that will weigh themselves multiple times a day having a freak out because, oh my God, I just gained 300 grams. I mean, let's be honest, I can go to the toilet and lose half a kilo pretty easily. I can then go to the kitchen and make up a meal and gain that half a kilo back. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be a real cycle to get caught into as well, weighing yourself. I mean, there's a lot of people that not only, like Matt said, weigh themselves multiple times a day, but also are keeping track of those multiple times a day. So they're tracking them in a book or a log. This time of the day I weighed this. This time of the day I weighed this. This date I weighed this. So it becomes a constant obsession. And then mm. this is where a lot of disordered eating can be grown out of because then people are adapting what they're eating to suit the number on the scale. Courtney's made a magnificent point, one that I was actually thinking of myself, where, yeah, um, like Courtney said, I have also seen people where what they have weighed themselves at a couple of hours ago is going to dictate what they're having, for example, for lunch, if they're having lunch in the first place, I'll just skip this meal because then I won't put any weight on. So I think Courtney's spot on the money, it can it, it can contribute towards a disordered eating pattern. Mm. And anyone that's had a disordered eating pattern, whether you're overweight, underweight, whatever, will attest to the fact that they're nasty and they're hard to get out of. Yeah, and I think that's where as well those mind games come back into play again and it becomes a vicious cycle. And I think that the fitness industry does have a lot to do with it because it isn't often spoken about in terms of visual goals. It's all about weight-based goals. And they do that because it's the easiest way for them to sell their products. Mm. So they put weight-based goals on it because us as consumers look at that and think, great, I understand that. And they don't have to explain it too much. There's no big explanation that has to go with lose 10 kilos in two weeks. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Mm. So that is why these people do it because it's easy. It gets the message across and, and 
we as consumers buy into it. And you notice that not you never see advertising for scales. We don't see you don't see companies advertising scales for sale, do you? Not that we're looking. No, but you don't because the fitness industry sells it for them. So they just sit back and sell the product. They don't have to do anything. You mean you sit back and count the dollars? That's it. So the fitness industry is selling these scales for these businesses because every promotional point they put out there is based on weight. So then let's let's talk about this. What are the scales actually doing? So they're giving us an arbitrary number. Yes. But what does that number actually mean? Breaking this down, well, from a technical standpoint, what does the number mean? Well, not much. Mm. It just means you weigh a certain amount. What it doesn't tell you, for example, are things like body composition. So the scales may say, oh, so-and-so male weighs 100 kilograms but I've seen males that weigh 100 kilograms each that look very different. So why don't you just explain, Matt, about body composition? Well, body composition, we're talking about muscle mass versus fat mass. Mm. So the scales won't tell you your body fat percentage. It just tells you the overall number. Mm. It doesn't tell you what comprises the number. So if you've got someone, and I've seen this happen with people before, where over, let's say, for example, over a 12-week program, they may lose two, three kilograms on the scale, which some people would think is a failure, but in the photos look dramatically different, which is a result of a body composition change. So that's where the scales really are a hideously inaccurate way of measuring progress because it doesn't tell you, is your body composition changing? Mm. I've seen people where they have lost numbers on the scales but don't look any better. Yeah, I've seen it where people have lost a lot of weight but still just look like a smaller version of themselves. Shapeless, yeah. soft, Flabby, jiggly. You've seen the ones where they they lose a lot of weight, but the composition, the the actual composition, they've got no muscle tone. Exactly, they've got got nothing there. They've literally lost the fat, but everything else as well. Yeah. So any muscle they did have, they've lost that as well. Yep. So that's where the scales are are very inaccurate. They're a terrible way of measuring progress. Mm. So I tend to find that the scales often but not always, will be them improving will be a byproduct of everything else that you're doing. Yeah. So people are going to focus on the number, yet I prefer to focus on what you need to do to fix it. Yeah. And I think also, speaking as a, as a female, I think that you have to look at, as a female, things like your period, that time of the month. I know it's not something that a lot of people talk about, but... We get it as females and... You can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. It comes every month. So I know that there's a lot of people that um, are lucky enough where it doesn't really affect them. Mm. So their body doesn't really change during that week and it just sort of happens and then it's gone and, you know, not, not much happens. Whereas then there's other people, and I fall into this bracket personally, where 
my body does change and it does actually change from about the week before about the half the week before my period week into the week after my period week so I my body does change a lot I bloat I get um, I retain a lot of fluid so my my body does change so if I jumped on the scales during that time versus the other half of the month where I'm not like that well there's going to be dramatic change in that number so I think that, and, and Matt said before about when you've, if you've gone to the bathroom, if you've eaten, if you've had water, if you haven't had water for a while, I think these are all factors that can change that number on the scale. And if you're looking at that number on the scale every week, yeah, that number changing by one or two here and there doesn't seem like a lot until you've got obsessed with that number. And then that number changing by one or two can really freak you out and to really change your mindset on things when it's easy to not to think about these other factors that might have played a role in that and taking them into consideration. So I think that is also another reason that the scales can be really dangerous as in terms of a measuring guide for your success. Well, from from a trainer's perspective and a coach's perspective, they're just inaccurate. Yeah. So if someone were to say to me, oh, Matt, I'm doing really well. I've lost 10 kilos. On one hand, it's like, that's great. I'm happy that you're happy. On the other hand, what does that even mean? Yeah. If someone comes to me and says, I've lost 10 kilograms of fat, then we're having a very, very different discussion because they're going to look extremely different mm. in a very, very good way. So the, the, the data that you get from the number is highly inaccurate which is precisely why Courtney and I don't weigh ourselves anymore and we don't weigh our clients. No, I haven't weighed myself in a really long time. I think actually recently I did have to weigh myself because I had um, a surgery and when you go to the hospital, they ask you how much you weigh and of course I didn't know because I don't own a pair of scales. So I had to weigh myself at the hospital so um, they could write it down on their chart. But before then, I don't remember the last time I weighed myself. No, and when Courtney and I set our gym up, we put a lot of money into getting really you know high quality equipment, making sure that all our clients could train there, that we could train there, but we didn't buy a set of scales. Uh, that was deliberate to send a message to the people that we work with that we don't care what you weigh because the number on the scales is not your problem. What got you to where you are is your problem. Absolutely. So we tend to find that by addressing the things that got someone to where they are in the first place, that's going to turn them and their lives around. And as a byproduct, mm. the scales will probably fix themselves anyway. Yeah. But focusing on fixing the number isn't going to help. But we don't we don't have the scales at the gym for that express purpose. And I know... For myself, and I'm, I know Courtney's the same, we make a point to not even ask our clients what they weigh. I've got clients that I've worked with where they've achieved incredible transformations. I didn't know their starting weight. I didn't know their finishing weight, and I don't care because they look great, they feel great, they've improved mentally and emotionally. What's the number going to tell? No, yeah, well, that's it. So we... We don't weigh ourselves or our clients for that express purpose because we're focusing on you know, the look, the function, and the feel. Mm. So what's the point of losing all this weight on the scale 
if you feel like death warmed up every day or more to the point, what's the point of losing some epic number on the scales if you still don't like what you see in the mirror? Well, that's a big one as well, isn't it? Because a lot of people will lose all this weight and then they'll start saying to me, oh, now I'm going to tone up. Now, all that means is (laughs) that you lost all that weight and you didn't just lose fat, you lost a lot of muscle too. Yeah. So now you're making life harder for yourself because you lost all that weight and now you've got to try to rebuild the muscle that you lost. Yeah, so there's there's ways to go about this where I know for myself, having done this for long enough, where I can make a client do some pretty questionable things that will guarantee the number on the scales goes down but won't actually guarantee they're going to look better or even sustain what they've lost. Mm. So you tend to find that by taking the focus off the number, it's going to allow people to focus on what's actually important, Mm. which are the things that they're doing that get them either to the hole that they're in or get them out of the hole that they're in. So the big thing that we focus on with ourselves and our clients is habits. Yes. Because the habits dictate the results. We are you know, we are the result of our choices and our habits. So I do I do think that the scales are a bit of a plague when it comes to what we do. And if for us, for Courtney and I, I know I think you're getting there yourself now, Courtney, but myself, I'm very bullish on this, where I tell my clients straight up I don't care what you weigh. If you want to weigh yourself, go for it. But don't complain to me if the numbers aren't changing because the numbers are only good when they suit us. Mm. So my clients know if they come to me complaining they haven't lost any weight on the scales, they know what they're going to get in response. I don't care. Absolutely. I don't give a shit. Mm. That's not the problem. No. So I tend to find that by setting the expectations with the people that I work with up front, I don't get that problem anymore of, oh, man, I'm not losing any weight. I don't care. Yeah. Don't care one bit. So I suppose getting cranky enough at enough people has led to this happening where it's not an issue. And now the people that I'm working with are very focused on fixing those habits. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, habits are massive. I mean, you, you really you start to talk then about habits your, are everything. Habit, your habit loop. Mm. You know, mm. there's, there's been scientific studies done on these as well, and it's and it's really fascinating stuff that we as human beings get into these habit loops, and it just unconsciously continues on. Yeah, I'll, I know. For me, a question for you, Courtney, I'll ask on the back of this as well. For me, the worst I got to was weighing myself every single day and stressing out about the number. Courtney, if I can ask you, did you ever get that bad? No, I never got that bad. I didn't weigh myself every day. I would go through phases. Sometimes if I decided to have a bit of a health kick, um, I would weigh myself and then I would weigh myself each of those days, but my little health kicks didn't last very long. So (laughs) that would tend to fade off fairly quickly. I was rather bad when I was a teenager. When I went through puberty, I started to get a lot bigger and I was still under 60 kilos at that time, and I remember they used to weigh us sometimes for, like, gym class. Oh, yeah. And I used to freak out before those and used to – my goal was I always wanted to stay underneath 60 kilos. 
Okay. That was my thing. So I used to dread going and getting weighed in at school because I always wanted to stay underneath 60 kilos and I knew I was getting bigger. So I knew I was getting to that stage where I was going to be tipping over it. So that was in my younger days. But in terms of weighing myself every day, no, I I didn't ever stick to anything long enough to um, weigh myself every day. Well, I know for me, doing it every day was very stressful. And without anyone even prompting me or giving me the advice, I just thought to myself, this is doing my head in. Mm. I'm spending more time worrying about what this number is going to be than actually doing what I need to do to fix it. And that's when I, the first step that I made was backing it off to doing it every week. And then after a while, because I was liking what I was seeing in the mirror I was liking the clothes that I was wearing. I just stopped altogether because like, you know what? I don't care. Mm. I don't care because I feel confident. I feel good within myself. Uh, the ladies seem to appreciate what they're looking at. Uh, well, who cares about the number? Now, can I also just... Um, I want to get in front of this. I know that the intro to our, our show talks about how we've lost a combined 100 kilos. And yet here we are recording a show talking about stop weighing yourself. So it's probably easy to then have the thought process, hang on, what are these two clowns even saying? They're out there promoting their weight loss, then telling me to stop weighing myself. Here's the deal. We have to put the number out there because that adds credibility to it, unfortunately. We don't like it, but that's just the way the industry works. Because the people that don't know us, the number all of a sudden makes it look like, oh, they must know what they're doing. Hmm. So I just want to get out in front of that and have that bit of a disclaimer. Yeah, we do promote the number, but it's because that's what unfortunately gets people's attention. Yeah, and that's what I was talking about earlier in terms of that's what the fitness industry do. It's a, it's a short, sharp way of getting their message across we're doing using the least amount of words and the least amount of explanation in in one moment. And Courtney and I saw it when we were on TV earlier this year and our story together just before we started the podcast, our story together went viral purely based on a number. Yeah. Now, we know deep down the number is kind of irrelevant, but even the media All they kept asking is how much, how much, how much, how much. That's all they cared about. Well, it's the headline. That's the headline. That's the headline. And that's why as well it was important for us to do things like this podcast to explain things like this because anyone can write a headline. We can say a headline. The media can say a headline. Any products that are sold... Any weight loss fitness products that are sold can always sell a headline. That's 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 the easy part. Yeah. The easy part is saying lose ten kilos in two weeks. That's the easy <laughs> part. It's the underlying what do I have to do to lose ten kilos in two weeks? What does it involve? Mm. Tell me about it. Tell me the story of why it works. Tell me the story of how it's worked for you. These are the explanations that then you have to look into. So the story that the headline is always the easy part. And yes, it's always based around numbers because that's the easy part to get across and to sell. So I know that the number that I can throw around saying, yep, I've lost 80 kilos in my life, that's going to draw eyeballs, that's going to raise eyebrows, that's going to get people's attention. But for me, what I realized after quite a while was that I lost all that weight by not focusing on it. 
That just ended up being part of the end result. So for me, when I was weighing myself myself obsessively, I hardly lost a thing because I was focusing on the scales. And I think the other thing that we often try to get across is that we we will say in a lot of our headlines and things like that, yes, a combined amount of what, 100 kilos. Yep. But the other thing is when we're talking to people – what what roughly what Matt and I roughly know what we weigh now, roughly speaking, people don't think that we would weigh that much. Oh well, that's a fantastic point. I know that when I meet people uh, for consultations at the gym, and they're going on about all their their fantastic U-Butte weight related goals, I always point out that we don't have scales, and I will then ask them how much they think I weigh. And often people are between 20 to 30 kilograms off. Mm. When I tell them how heavy I am now because of my body composition, because I'm fairly, fairly muscled up, if I do say so myself. <laughs> but it doesn't look that way because I'm still wearing, you know, not exactly massive clothing anymore. So people will say, oh, you know, you weigh, what, 95 kilos, 100 kilos? Not even close. Not even close. Mm. And then when I tell them the truth, which is more like 130 now, they're shocked. Because it's like, hang on, how do you look like that yet weigh that much? Well, it's body composition. Yeah, well, it's the same with me. People people often think that I have dropped sort of 30 kilos looking at my before and after photos. Oh, actually, I've had people guess that Courtney has lost 50 kilos, kilos mm. looking at the, the dramatic difference in the photos. But it's actually closer to 20. Yeah, well, I, I sit right now, I think when I had my surgery a couple of months ago, I weighed in about 75 kilos. If I recall, that is the number, yeah, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So, and that's where I'm roughly sitting. I haven't weighed myself since then, but that's I'm going by what I would roughly still be at. So, mm. a lot of people would think 75 kilos would not fit into the size clothing of a size small or a 10 to 12. So, that is a perception that we have based around weight again. Well, there's another one as well. Like for me, like I said, right now, I'm getting around currently to around about 130 kilograms. Yet 10 years ago, 130 kilograms of me looked a lot different yeah. than it does now. Well, there's just generally a, a big difference between 130 kilos based around majority of uh, muscle to majority of fat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so moving on from that little point there, we've established that we do have a problem and the industry has a problem with the numbers that does tend to infect people's minds mm -hmm. and it does tend to sort of dictate in their own way whether they succeeded or failed, which I think is pretty unfair. I agree. So we've got the problem. Let's now flip this over to solutions because that's how we roll. Yes. So, Courtney, if I could ask you, what would be the first tip that you'd give someone if they're looking to sort of break the habit of, of obsessively weighing themselves? Well, I mean, I think you've really got to ask yourself what bothers you more deep down. What bothers you more deep down? Is it the number on the scales or is it the way you look in the mirror? Because all of the time... They're extremely different things. 
So mm. I would not have looked in the mirror four years ago and said, I want to be 75 kilograms. I would have looked in the mirror and said, I hate the way that I look and I want to lose weight. I want to lose fat. I want to look different. I don't want to be the size that I am. Mm. So there's, there's, a, there's a big difference there between that. So I think you've really got to ask yourself that key question, what deep down is more important to you long-term? Is it looking the way that you want to look or is it a number on the scales? And that leads, um, Courtney makes a good point, that leads to a little example that I give to people when I first meet them, having a chat about their goals, and I'll ask you the same thing. Let's say right now you aren't happy with the number that is on the scales and obviously, that's also going to mean you aren't happy with what you see in the mirror. Now, if you could hit your goal weight but not look much better, would you prefer that to staying the same weight you are now but loving what you see in the mirror? When people think about that, the answer is always the same. I'd rather love what I see in the mirror. Yeah. All of a sudden, when you come to that realization, the number, who cares? Oh, yeah. Who cares? Because when you like what you see in the mirror, I guarantee you, you won't give a shit what the number on the scales is. No. You won't care at all. You won't even think about it. If you're wearing the clothes that you want to wear and you feel good about yourself, who gives a shit about a number? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the next point that I want to make is about perspective. And I use this word a lot, actually, to my own clients and just to a lot of people, I've written about perspective. I think it's a really good word to always keep in the front of your mind. And this ties back into what we were just discussing in terms of, yes, we've used the headline as well, lost this amount of weight. A lot of people use it. I'm not fully against people using the weight in their description or in their heading or in article uh, headlines, things like this, because yes, it gets the message across in a short amount of words. However, I think it's up to us as consumers of, of things or just as people to, to understand what that weight means. So you, you really have to keep that in perspective. What does that number tell us? I think the biggest tip that I can give First and foremost, um, well, really is just to, to sort of understand what is the number telling us mm. or what is it not telling us. Um, I also, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to make that my second tip. Uh, my first tip above that really is if you're looking to sort of break break a bit of a habit here of weighing yourself and stressing out about it, change what you're focusing on. Yeah, good one. So I guarantee you this. If you focus on your habits and you know what I'm talking about, the bad habits that you know you've got that you know are working against you, the number's going to fix itself. Take the focus off the number and focus on what's in your control to improve the situation. So I know that with people that I've worked with, when they have freaked out about the numbers, my response has also been, well, what are you doing to fix it? Are you putting yourself in the best possible position to succeed? So why complain about being heavy or gaining half a kilo if you're skipping breakfast, mm. if you're smashing cheesecake every day, if you're drinking 
25 alcoholic beverages over the course of a weekend. Mm. Don't worry about the end result if what you're doing to get it isn't what it needs to be. So the first tip I want to give is focus on the habits. The second tip is what Courtney was touching on before, which is understanding what the number is actually telling you and what it doesn't. Where body composition is, is the key thing we're talking about here. It is entirely possible for someone to weigh the exact same as what they started at, say 12 months down the track, but look dramatically better. I'm going to put on the show notes page for the episode at theweightlosspodcast.com. I'm going to put up the photos of one of my clients named Steve, who just had a photo shoot with his wife recently. Steve weighs the exact same amount now than he did when he started because he did weigh himself and doesn't bother me, but he actually weighed himself and told me I weigh the exact same. But the look is considerably different and considerably better. But the number on the scales is the same. So in some people's minds, they might think, oh, Steve has failed. He hasn't lost weight. Wait till you see the photos. Yeah, absolutely. He's not failed. He's not failed. I think the final tip I personally want to give is to really look at your goals, to examine what goal you're actually aiming for. So we always sit down with any client that comes into our gym, Matt and I will sit down with them and discuss what their goals are, what they're looking to achieve. And if someone comes to me and I say to them, you know, what's your goal? What are you looking to achieve? And they come to me with a weight related goal. I want to be 65 kilos. And I will say, okay, great. What do you think that looks like? Mm. Because 65 kilos to you might look very different in your mind to what I think 65 kilos looks like. So I would encourage that person instead of then keeping in the forefront of their mind that that weight-based goal, try to describe what that what that 65 kilo you looks like. Maybe put a size number on it instead, maybe a clothes sizing number. And let's aim for that first and foremost instead because there is, it is a lot easier then to achieve that goal because you can see it more. Whereas a 65 kilo goal can look very different. In closing on, on the tips, I want to sort of reinforce what I was saying before. I can guarantee you this, if you are going to focus on the things that are in your control, focusing on gradually turning your bad habits into good habits and taking the focus off the number, I guarantee you down the track, the number's going to fix itself one way or the other. Mm. So I can speak from personal experience when I stopped stressing about the number and focused on what I was actually doing, it it got easier. Yeah. It got easier and then eventually it fixed itself as a byproduct of all the right things I was doing day in, day out for months and months and months. Yeah. So that's the final tip that I want to sort of reinforce on that one. Courtney? We've got just enough time for... Emails, emails, emails. (laughs) So if you have an email that you would like to send us, whether it be a question or a comment, please feel free to email us. Abuse? Abuse if you'd like to. All feedback is good feedback. Um, You can email us at podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Or you can contact us through 
Facebook or Instagram. We are Instagram the Weight Loss Podcast. Ooh, very good. So I will read out the email for this week. The okay. email for this week says, "Hello, Matt and Courtney. Love the show. Thank you. This is from Claire. So thank you, Claire. Really enjoy listening to the advice you guys give. Hmm. I've seen online you have your own gym. Yes, we do. I don't live in Australia, so I'm wondering." If you ever travel and train people away from your gym, wouldn't that be like? Wouldn't that be lovely? Thanks so much, Claire. Wouldn't that be the life? <laughs> yeah, thanks for sending in your question, Claire. I love it. And we don't actually travel and train people. We travel for our personal fun yeah. <laughs> um, out of Australia. We travel for selfies, but we don't actually travel out of Australia to train people. No, not at this time. However, we do have an online program where we we do that from. So we have got a couple of clients that don't live in Australia and obviously we can't be their own personal trainer in their own community. So we do have an online system where we can train people from anywhere. Yep. Uh, there's no need to go and train, pe- train people uh, remotely when we can guide them, support them, work with them, educate them from right here in the comfort of our home while they're in the comfort of their home and their own gym. So no, good question, Claire. But no, as much as that would be kind of an awesome lifestyle yes. <laughs> to to travel around interstate and overseas training people, it's obviously not, uh, not feasible. But that's where working with people remotely from our online program makes things a lot easier. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's that. But so thank um, you for asking the question. I'll, uh, I'll put a link to that program on the show notes page as well. And I think that'll do it. Yep, that's a wrap. And remember, uh, please send us any emails that you have any questions. Just like Claire, it doesn't have to be necessarily based around uh, a specific weight loss or exercise question. Yeah, I like to talk about video games. So (laughs) I would love to get a question about the Super Nintendo system and the top five Super Nintendo games all time. I think, Courtney, you'd love that too. No, no. We won't get those questions, but thank you very much for listening Mm. and we really appreciate it and we will see you at your next episode. Mario Kart, Super Mario World, uh, Street Fighter 2, NBA Jam. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, guys. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.